Here's Gorlami. Hey guys, and welcome to Who Watches the Watchers Goes to the Movies. This is Kenny. This is Paul Damien. And this is Ian. And dang, this week we are talking about the big one, The Black Widow. Yes. She just came out. Well, yeah. When we're talking about it. (laughs) She just came out. She She just just came came out. out. (laughs) She just dropped. Brand new. For the second time since Endgame, she's dropping. (laughs) Like six years too late. And who directed this film? Does it say on there? It is. Uh, Kate Shortland. Oh, Kate Shortland. Shortland. Interesting. Got you. And Interesting. It is starring our uh, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Uh, Natasha Romanoff. And we also have Florence Pugh and David Harbour and Rachel Wise. Oh my God, David David Harbour was so good in this. Movie. He does. He does a great job in <laughs> yeah, this. Movie. I thought so too. Oh um, but yeah, no, this is yeah Black Widow. A MCU. This is the first time we're doing an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it is. Well, it's the first MCU movie to really to come out yes. since we've been talking about this. This is also the first MCU movie in a very long time that I've thoroughly enjoyed. Uh-huh. Oh, so let's we, get into so it. So y'all enjoyed the movie? Yes, yes I actually, for sure. I actually really liked it. It has its obvious of uh, MCU plot holes. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. It's uh, it's still great. And you didn't like it? I did like it. Okay. I felt like it was kind of two movies put together, oh. almost like cut in half and sewn together yes. in the middle is one thing I would talk about. Um, that would, like I had a little bit of an issue with. I wish the two, for the first half and the second half blended, fit felt together more. a little bit more and then I liked. Um, but then it, it was just a little predictable in my opinion. There was a lot mm-hmm. of the, the, what were supposed to be big surprises that throughout the movie I figured, I, I figured out really early on and even mm-hmm. for me you know what i mean like that must be um what's going what's happening you know yeah. what i mean like the obviously the biggest plot twist i don't want to spoil it in immediately at the beginning of us talking but um was something i figured out pretty pretty early on okay. into watching you know what i mean interesting so, i mean you don't, probably don't have to worry about spoiling i guess that's true <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, I mean? but I, yeah we can jump around um this is this it, it takes place over years and years mm-hmm. and um it i i actually enjoyed the very beginning of this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. I thought the very beginning of this movie was fucking dope. It was 1995 and it's a whole family going undercover and it I was astonished first and foremost because I believed the lie. Same. Um, okay, yes. see I thought they did a good job. You I was like for the con. I, yeah. I was like they they really retcon her whole story to be raised American? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, they're really making the Red Guardian her dad and Yelena her actual blood sister. I was like, what the fuck? This is crazy. I I was like, I guess all Russian superheroes are related to each other. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, holy fuck, they're really doing this. So that's something to applaud is that yeah. for us who are even delve pretty hard yeah. into the Marvel, we fell for the con. And we were like, oh, shit. Because I... I, I had accidentally spoiled to Ashley, my fiance, because mm-hmm. um, we were talking about the trailer and I had mentioned, she had mentioned Florence Pugh as 
Black Widow's sister. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, they're not actually sisters. And I was like, oh, fuck. I maybe shouldn't have said that. I probably spoiled something for her when the, the movie happened. Drops, yeah. And then when they came out and they were all speaking with American accents and like it seemed like a real family, like Rachel Wise seemed like a real mother. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, they're actually fucking family. This is crazy. <laughs> I was like, I, right before the movie started, I leaned over to Ashley and I was like, uh, watch, they're actually going to be family in the end. They're mm-hmm. actually going to be related. And um, so even once the con starts breaking apart and we obviously see that he's the Red Guardian, the mm-hmm. mother, you know, is like, I don't want to go back. I was still even kind of falling for the con that Natasha wasn't even aware of the event so much and that these were just things that they had like been, you know, it's like when your parents make you do fire drills or whatever. It's just something yeah. you've been taught your whole life. So you just like do it and not think about the actual why you're doing these things you know that's obviously why the the younger sister did it um so it's finally when she's like i don't want to go back there right at the final end i was like oh shit she is already been a black widow she's already gone through the shit you know that's like so crazy to think about that this is like the small moment she got at what i guess she's supposed to be like 15 was what i guess was uh, my guess who no natasha no i think she's probably like 11 y'all think yeah, she was that much like smaller because i think she's supposed to be 31 in 2015 which oh, is she'd when be 32 then i think she was supposed to be 31 is what i mean so if oh. it was 10 years no it, it was, was 21 years. years it was yeah so it was literally 21 years later you're right so yeah she's like 32 30 so she was like 10 or 11 in the first scene hmm. you think she was older i just feel like the, yeah i feel like she was older than that uh, i don't know knowing i mean i have yeah. like a 13 year old niece and that's what i'm like mentally comparing oh, okay. the way she yeah. looked and it acted to you know what i mean versus my 10 year old niece you know then maybe she's 33 who knows yeah either way yeah i guess that's totally irrelevant <laughs> but it was just it yeah, blew me away that exactly she's like She's aware. They did such a good job of making it seem like she was just like a normal American girl. And exactly. She's so aware and is just playing the part, you know. Um, I thought all of that was really well done. And then they took a three-year-old. She's six. And the mission was only three years long, which means they brought a three-year-old Russian agent along with them to be like, we'll just take this small toddler. and." I think that that was her very first mission. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like the perfect person for it because she was completely unaware of Mm -hmm. anything at all. So, I think it was... Fucking Russians, man. (laughs) It's a scary idea, this whole movie, you know? And it's almost like, it kind of leans into the fear that Americans had in this time period of what Russians were up up to and the degree of they were up to it of, (laughs) like, sleeper agents and things like that, you know? Post-Cold War. Um, Drakov is the... Uh, creator, I guess, of the Red Room. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's in the comic books. Ugh. He's played by Ray Weinstone. Yeah, he was disappointingly un-Russian <laughs> once we finally got to see him. He was very, I don't know. He he was very gross to me. Yeah. Um, I think that's like the the mood you're yeah. supposed to yeah. gather from him. I had a hard time watching it, like his scenes, because the way he speaks is just so wet. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it was it was just like I don't know. Like, like I look at him and I'm like, that guy is a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite line in the whole movie of his is that he says, the natural resource the world has too Dude, much of. yes. Girls. <laughs> girls. Girls. <laughs> you know, because cause girls are a natural resource. Yeah. And there's just way too just fucking too many, many of them. Of them. <laughs> Tell that to all the single guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie, I mean, yeah, it... it 
it fucking hammers at home. Yeah. Um, there's too many, too many women. It's, no, it's just, you know, very uh, female focused. In but um, yeah, I thought this movie like, uh, could it, it like, he's meant to be like the big villain, but he just didn't quite, uh, it didn't land for land you. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, he just, I, they should have just had Taskmaster as a big villain. Really? So, it, okay, Do let's talk, talk about Taskmaster? the Taskmaster Let's thing. talk Taskmaster. Let's just, so, we find out what happened in Budapest, mm-hmm. which was that in order for her to join S.H.I.E.L.D., I guess, mm-hmm. Hawkeye helped her commit child death, child well, murder. Well, they were trying to well, kill Dreykov is right. the mission, but the daughter was the way they knew he would be there in that moment to make it happen. So, she was just like a sacrificial lamb to the scenario. I think it was more Black Widow set that up like okay. she was like okay now y'all can blow it because i know he's there because I, I i think nobody else in shield was really aware of the whole daughter situation mm-hmm. oh interesting. i think that was black widow's plan it's like that's what it, it was the it information she was willing to give up you know to set up his death you know it's like, see i thought this was i thought it was full-on admitting to us that shield was evil yeah i kind of felt that way too a little bit that it was like shield does pull the Fuck trigger when they need to yeah, yeah. That's how I took that. And so I found that interesting, especially because, I mean, the whole idea, because like Budapest is like this legend because they've mentioned it several times between, you know, her and Clint and Budapest. Yeah, yeah, Budapest. Um, I'm going to say it like the British guy, Budapest. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But it's. Who is he supposed to be? Do we ever even get a name for that guy? Yeah, so he is a character. Sorry to interject, but it just drove me nuts. I don't think they ever said his name in the movie. Yeah, Mason. They say his name. They did? Okay. Um, Let me find Is he a character in the comics? Yes, because I found out he is the son of someone else in a different show or movie, but then just they made it to where he wasn't. He, let me see. He's Rick Mason. I see that name sounds familiar. And Rick Mason's father. Let me try to find out who Rick Mason's father is. Stone. Stone Mason. Who's Stone Mason? That's just a thing. Okay. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I was like, who Stone the fuck Mason. is that? <laughs> uh, Phineas Mason. Oh, the Tinkerer. Phine- okay. Oh, he's the Tinkerer. Yeah, so he's the son of the Tinkerer, but we've already seen the Tinkerer in the Spider-Man movies, and they're the same age so this guy could not be his son um <laughs> it's probably just like brothers homage to his character kind right of thing. yeah but this guy mason he's basically her connect i guess he's x shield mm-hmm. we don't get that that's what i'm saying we really yeah. didn't get a lot of who he was and how he even resourced out you know i think literally for promotion reasons he was tagged in and, and made a character for this show or this movie because they wanted to maybe make the public think he was going to be Taskmaster. Gotcha. Taskmaster. Task. Mask. Turk. (laughs) Um, But we find out Taskmaster is Antonia. Antonia. I thought she had a cool name. Well, Taskmaster's name in the comic books is Anthony Masters. Oh. And so they call him Tony. Um, But, you know, her name being Antonia is like a reference to that. Antonia Drakov would be her name, right? Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, Tony. Hey, <laughs> Tony. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so I saw a lot of backlash mm-hmm. about her being Taskmaster on the internet. How did you guys feel about her being Taskmaster? Um, well, I mean, it was classic. Like, you know, they always got to be like, yo, it's 
a woman superhero, you have a woman bad guy. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's cool. Um, I get it. You know, I get what they're doing, but it, I don't have a problem so much as it's a woman as Taskmaster. I really don't care. It's more that they didn't really do much with the character. Yeah. yeah it's just lacking, completely lacking. Yeah, and so I mentioned that I'd kind of figured it out pretty early on. And mm-hmm. what it was for me was I was like, okay, we have this guy whose whole thing is that he cultures female soldiers from all of these rejected women. Why would his ultimate weapon be anything but an ultimate female yeah. soldier? And right. I was like, and so when they showed like the daughter being blown up, but somehow he survived, I was like, it's going to be his daughter. I mean, I literally figured those things out when we saw the flashback of Budapest. It all clicked in my brain. I was like, she's Taskmaster. That's going to be the big reveal. And so literally when it came out, I was like... It was almost a bummer to me that that really? is what it was. I mean, it it worked, but it was a bummer to me that it was that easy for me to play out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, I'm not that clever. You know what I mean? Like, movies get me all the time. So, I don't know. For me, it was a bummer that it was like that cliche or, you know, is even what I would go as far to say. And so, that would be my biggest issue with it is that it was something that I felt like they... I mean, my issue with the Taskmaster that we got presented with is the same thing. Exactly. It's just like kind of like a like a... Uh, lobotomized version of what we get, you know, kind of in the comic books. And we talked about it pre-podcast a this little is, bit. This is a Deadpool thing. They, yeah. dead, they did this to Deadpool Wolverine Origins. Uh, they did oh my God. the same thing to Deadpool and Wolverine Origins mm-hmm. where he's just like a like nothing of a character. They're like, what makes him a character? His mouth? <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> no mouth. It's just interesting that they did that with Taskmaster. But my whole argument is Taskmaster is so inconsistently written from you know book to book coming out the same year that he becomes a non-character in my head and just a cool suit and literally kind of like ronin where if you really wanted to do it like a a cool version of taskmaster it could be somebody else behind the mask Mm -hmm. and that's my whole thing about taskmaster that's that's the whole thing about ronin is ronin is just a cool costume it's a concept more than a person right because like ronin has been Hawkeye, Echo, and Blade. You know what I mean? So why not Taskmaster? The Mm -hmm. same thing. You know what I mean? Um, It just needs to be anybody who's so adept at fighting that they can pretty much take on anyone or like take on any fighting style and comprehend it. You know what I mean? And that truly is what it means to be the Taskmaster. I would agree with totally. Um, And like you had kind of mentioned is like, you know, he's so inconsistently written and you had talked about how in Deadpool he's like this He's basically a reflection of Deadpool. He's like this loud mouth, idiotic character. But like, I've only ever read Taskmaster and Spider-Man comic books where he's pretty much presented as like the scariest mercenary you could ever be put up against who's like a tactical genius, you know? Yeah. And so that's what I think about when I think of Taskmaster. And that's why this version was a bummer for me was that I didn't like him being just like a controlled robot, you know, being pointed, thrown at yes. things so much as someone who's like making these like divisive decisions on his own time, you know, I, yeah. and that's just how I've only ever had him presented. So it was like, that's what I was excited for, you know, and it almost gave it, we almost got it. Like, that's what's going on is that he's just like this alpha predator, you know, sent out to kill. And that's, it's more of just like a, is it's he, like his equipment helping her, right. I guess is what we even say more than anything. Is he like the Marvel's universe version of Slade Wilson? Um, I guess kind of. I mean, Deathstroke. De- De- Deathstroke Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool is, oh, Deathstroke and um, Deadpool would, I guess, be more. Yeah. Um, I mean, no. It, people, well, does Deathstroke heal like that? No. What? Deathstroke has a minor, like, healing factor. But not nearly as much as Deadpool. Where it's no. Like, yeah. Click a whole thing back together. No. So then I, maybe we could compare more to... I think, well, Deathstroke, 
I could argue, has his own fighting style. And Taskmaster is literally just replicating mm-hmm. fighting style. He's a mimic, De- yeah. Deathstroke, yeah, because he, he trained under Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's a good argument on how they're different. Yeah. <clears throat> Deadpool's um, just an idiot. Yeah, no, <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I don't know. Taskmaster looked horrible from the get-go. Um, I was never excited for Taskmaster. I, and I, so, I know that. <laughs> and so this, for me in this movie, Taskmaster played his part or her part, which was just be a threatening obstacle for our main character because that's the only character that really matters in this mm-hmm. kind of story. And so, because like Drakov, his whole, I guess, uh, motive is a non-motive where it's just like power. You know what I mean? It's 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 just interesting to me that... I hated his character. <laughs> like they, did, they did a really good job of making you hate his character. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. Um, One thing I want to talk about real quick um, to jump back to literally the entire beginning of the movie is, are there any other MCU movies like actual, like in the 28 that had hard credits like this movie did? No, I and found that was, it very interesting i was it was jarring a little bit to me but Mm. super interesting and i liked that we got some information about the widows and it and very subtly basically hinted that they're like genetically modified and so it gives you more reasons on like when we first see taskmaster he just blows up her fucking car and it's like how did she survive that it's like (laughs) well we got to explain that she's genetically modified at the beginning so we can accept that she's stronger than your average person you know but i we've never seen that but i thought it was like an interesting choice to do for this movie to get like Black Widow information out of the way, you know? And what was the song? They, it, was, it was Nirvana? Yeah, it was, yes, Nirvana. it was Nirvana. It smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like it at all. <laughs> oh, they're like... When the, they're, they're covering it. The feminized I, version of it. It's I, just the slow, generic, yeah, like, just, like, trailer, like, to fucking 2021. I was like, oh, they're doing this song. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... I found it whatever. Mm-hmm. I found it fitting to what it was. Which yeah, is exactly. Female vocals, slow, somber, and, and it... I I thought the ending... Or the beginning credits was very cool. It, it, you know yes. what it reminded me of? And actually kind of like gave me like good feelings was like the early spider-man movie like the sam raimi spider-man movies that had those hard credits and showed a little bit of story and information and i was like "Ah, it's going back to that and i honestly loved it that was one thing i thought this movie did differently than any marvel movie we'd seen in a while that i actually really appreciated was that storytelling heart and i usually hate hard credits that's (laughs) something i despise in films but i thought it did a great job of giving the general audience information they were definitely going to need to move forward, you know, because like we know the Black Widows is an organization of women, you know what I mean? But yeah. that's not something I guess that your average non-Marvel right. fan is going to know. And I thought we got all of that out of the way pretty early on, you know. Um, William Hurt is in this movie. He, you know, he's he's reprising his role as Thaddeus Ross. Oh, yeah. Um, he this takes place right after Civil War. Mm hmm. And he looks like he's aged 15 years since Civil War. <laughs> mm-hmm. I it's felt been like 15 years. So does Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> but I felt horrible that he is still in these movies. I, I don't know how They're much... small roles, though. You know, yeah, I imagine like, it's like, what, a week of work? Yes. Why couldn't it have been Why couldn't it have been Martin Freeman or something? You know oh, what I mean? It doesn't true. have to be Thaddeus Ross all the time. I don't think William Hurt wants to act anymore. Stop pulling him from his, like, <laughs> million-dollar cabin to come and put on a fake mustache. Speaking of their ages, um, me and Amber had a huge problem with the fact that um, Black Widow and Melina... 
looked the same age. <laughs> her her surrogate yeah, mother. Yeah, her surrogate mother. <laughs> like they looked the same age, and I was like, "That's because they are Amber." <laughs> like, they're not Amber though. They, but I know, but they yeah. look. They basically look like it. Right. <laughs> I found it interesting that um, Florence Pugh was what I guess she was six years old in 1995. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely younger than she's maybe your age, Paul Damien. Like twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven. And so I found that interesting that she was like technically older than me. Like I was like, oh no, no yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I really enjoyed. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved Yelena. Yeah, in this movie, it was she was like there was a lot of comic relief mm-hmm. in this movie, mm-hmm. and usually a lot of people have problems with that in Marvel movies because they destroy the tension with their comic relief mm-hmm. but i felt like a lot of it was well placed mm-hmm. especially her parts it was great that we got that that heavy illusion at the beginning of them being a family because it made the campier family moments where they start like goofing around yeah. as siblings or as parents as child the, all those parts landed so much better because that con at the initial beginning was so good you right. know i would definitely agree with that if they would have done done that part so well a lot of that family comedy later on wouldn't have landed nearly as good mm-hmm. as it did and i think those are the parts that were the best you know what i mean um because yeah some of the funniest moments are just when they're all like busting each other's nuts you know we're yeah. gonna have dogs just running around for this part <laughs> you hear a lot of clicking and clacking uh, I, seven dogs i also love the um the whole jacket mm-hmm. yeah exactly oh, like the, the whole vest scene exactly from yeah you know like i thought it was a, a little silly to put it in but it's also it's it's kind of cute that's no that i love that would totally happen reverse engineering storytelling like that yeah. if you didn't know oh. that she wears that in infinity war yeah that's literally okay, that makes sense and so that was why they put that in black widow was it's like where she got that outfit from yeah. so the end of them by the end of the movie she's literally in her black or her infinity war outfit which yeah. is that vest and the blonde <clears throat> hair yeah oh. so that was exactly a very nice reverse storytelling trope you know yeah. to be like there's that thing you saw four years ago (laughs) (laughs) basically um that's another argument that i see a lot of people making which is you know finally this movie comes out you know the black widow movie or whatever Mm -hmm. um how do you feel about that like do you feel like it's too little too late um i i mean i don't enjoy the placement of like when they put out the movie obviously we needed this movie a long time ago um but I'm just happy that they did it. It I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like it was well worth the wait. I feel like, especially to see Red Guardian. <laughs> well, and and talk about why we had to wait so much on it. I thought that was a really interesting oh, reason. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, to go to the very very ending of this movie, the the ending credits, we see you know Madame Hydra show up. I got kind of I, I didn't get emotional for this whole movie by the way until that scene and literally it, as soon as she walked up to the grave I was kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I literally instantly in that moment it was like, okay, oh, yeah, this got me. <laughs> but after there's that heartfelt moment, it's quickly interrupted by Madame Hydra like blowing her nose or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And um, you know, she shows up in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and that's her first yeah. appearance in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And so in the middle of filming The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, COVID happened. And so we mm-hmm. they the collective we had to finish they had to finish filming that show and have it released and edited and everything before we could ever even get black widow or else the ending credit scene couldn't be there or would it make sense yeah exactly and so i just that's the whole reason like this this was extra prolonged 
And I, I find that very interesting, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, maybe just have that scene at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier or something. I don't right. know. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, I would have imagined that if they would have just taken that scene and be like, screw it, we'll play the movie and we'll just pop that at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That would have been an insane Easter egg at the end of that show. Yeah. You know, it was just like, let's just cut away from them entirely and go to freaking Yolanda. That scene actually kind of bugged me. Why? Really? Um, because it made it made me feel like the movie was like for that. Oh, to set up more. Yeah, it's kind of how I felt by like, the end of Tom King's Vision, where I was like, this whole book was just to give us Viv. You know, Viv, you yeah. know what I mean? This was all just to give us Yolanda. You feel I, like <laughs> yes, and I really hate when stories do that. And Marvel is really bad with that mm-hmm. in not in their comics, but in these movies, like it. They do that all the time. They give you something just so that way they can get to the end and be like, hey, this is what we're going to be doing next year. It's like, Why do you have an issue with that? I don't know. Did you like the second season of The Mandalorian? It feels like for not. Um, The second season of Mandalorian? It is all right. Because that's all that season was. It was was just a bunch of that. (laughs) I watched it because it's Star Wars lore and I love Star Wars. But anyway, I mean, (laughs) I just feel like my point in even bringing that up just softly is that that's just, I mean, I feel like that's across the board, even Disney, that's like that secondhand origin story kind of stuff is just how they do it. You know what I mean? It's It's just such an easy way to like tell one story, but I'll also... Yeah, exactly. I preparing like the next the, the next dish, you know? Interesting. Well, I, I can't I like imagine because, like, it's literally at the end credits. Mm-hmm. You don't have to well, watch after it. after the end credits, like, after everything. Yeah, I just, I still feel like it's cheap storytelling. Interesting. Because I, I feel like this, this, this story is the, I don't know, it, it has the full story and mm-hmm. more. I, I don't think it's cheap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if there's extra bonus shit, fine. You know what I mean? Fuck I got you. the story. <laughs> I like bonus bonus content. Um, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll uh, finish talking about Black Widow. Yeah. Paul Damien, intro is back. <clears throat> Do it. Thank you guys for waiting. Go to Paul- bed. Whoa. Do it. Okay. Hurry. Thank you guys very much for waiting. This is Paul Damien, and we are Who's Watching the Watchers. Um, we're talking about Black Widow. I forgot the name of the movie for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot what we were talking about. Yes, but we're actually going to talk about uh, David Harbour and his role as Red Guardian right now because we love it. Alexi. 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 <laughs> okay, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he plays the Red Guardian. You mm-hmm. liked it a lot. I, I, yes, thoroughly. Um, there was a lot of rumors back when he first got casted th- that he was going to be Benjamin Grimm, the thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I thought that that would have been a cool idea. if Because, if, like, the whole idea of this movie was that it was, like, her, like, at the beginning of her S.H.I.E.L.D. days and dealing mm-hmm. with, like, the Red Room and shit. What are you doing? And, um... I don't know. I just thought the idea of Ben Grimm being like a shield pilot for like one of their jets or something would have been fucking sick. Yeah, like a small <laughs> Easter egg that would have been sick. Um, but yeah, no, he plays Alexi. He plays the Red Guardian, which I find less sick because that means we won't be seeing him too much more yeah. after this. Um, how did you guys feel about his portrayal? Uh, I fucking loved it. You like He it? did such a good job. Um, just, I guess, being Russian. <laughs> <laughs> and he was designed, obviously, to be the kind of the comedy comedy relief for us throughout this movie. Um, but I liked, he's such an organic personality of, like, mm-hmm. who that guy would be. Um, and, I mean, obviously, he's a, a huge liar and, you know, like, <laughs> manipulator. Um, and he's got that ridiculous story that he tells, you know, that it's easy to poke holes through. But it made me wonder, who do you think he actually faced? 
in his oh, story in fighting reality yeah and fighting mm. captain america that was one thing i wanted to ask y'all he obviously went up against somebody you i, think I don't that's think a he, real story i don't think he's just making up a story i want to believe that he actually did go up against someone and that's why he's so hell-bent on keeping that story consistent you know what i mean it is just it wasn't anybody that was actually captain america i want to believe it was like as silly as it sounds like peggy carter or something <laughs> you know like throughout the years he said it was in the 80s right yeah it was like 82 it could have been uh Betrock the leaper maybe that right. would have been funny um or it could have been um well no elijah bradley was in jail mm-hmm. so it couldn't have been, been Betrock the leaper no he's in the modern movies yeah but he could have been is he could have been young enough right? was george young. saint pierre because that's who plays Betrock the mm-hmm. leader. Um, it was he active in the eighties as a fighter? Oh, I doubt it. Because no. if he was, then why no. not Betrock the Leaper? UFC's been around since like the nineties. That doesn't. I mean, that that doesn't matter. He could he just could have been, been kicking a, ass in the eighties. Yeah. Let, let's look it up. George. I'm Saint pretty Pierre. sure he's like in his forties. Either way, I wanted to believe that he that's a real story he's telling, and he just thinks he went up against him. You know what I mean? Oh, he I don't want forty years old. He would have yeah. been way too young in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah anyway <laughs> yeah but um no i really like david harbour um being the comedy relief and exactly i felt like the his job he didn't destroy the moments that were meant to be intense with mm-hmm. his humor you know what i mean like even the whole scene where we're seeing him break from jail his comedic moments if anything add to the chaos you know what yeah. i mean especially <laughs> the fact that she's like don't cause a scene you know and he's already beating the shit out of the guards and causing a massive riot in the prison you know i think all of that was just really well uh really well done to- i think yeah i think that that scene being what it was another giant action set mm-hmm. piece right in the center of the movie instead of it being like them against more black widows or them against taskmaster again mm-hmm. was fucking dope for us to get more action see the two sisters interacting with each other and working together for it to be a scene where they're not fighting the main villain or the yeah. villains again i thought was very cool because it it shows like hey this isn't that's taskmaster is not the only thing in this movie you know what i mean like and that would where i would even real quick get into what i talked about earlier where i would even say this is actually like three movies crammed into each other where the first part where we you know get the mission to go to budapest and find yelena and Uh you know they decide that they need to rescue david harbour all that is like so jason Bourne because we're getting like spy you know fights in a small apartment we get car chases and we get all these very jason Bourne things but by the time we get to the prison scene and everything we're seeing there it's like a fast and furious movie or something (laughs) because we have this jet or this helicopter like flying around where people are like swinging on cords and it's just all this like intense like action pure action you know michael bay kind of shit you know Uh, and then by the end of it it's just pure marvel you know what i mean the whole last arc is just very very traditional marvel in the way that it's designed it just like really was like I kind of had to keep up with like, okay, this is this kind of movie now. You know? um, I, I actually wanted to talk about that, the, the, the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was kind of stupid. Which, um, which what is this car chase scene? Where it's early Taskmaster's on. in like the tank. The giant the tank thing. Oh. And they had to like vehicle. drive through and he's just destroying yeah. anything and everything in his way. It was just kind of silly because it's like, oh, they've got cars. They've got motorcycles. They've got a tank thing. And it's like, yeah, Black Widow and her sister get on a motorcycle. But it's like, how are the bad guys going to know that they were going to steal a motorcycle? And then they're like, oh, we've got motorcycles too. They were like completely conveniently prepared for this type of chase. I think that's literally any action movie. Yeah. Right, I know. But, and then like during the, when they got in the car crash and then their vehicle is like forced over other vehicles and down a subway tunnel. I was like, oh, how convenient. 
I actually right. thought that was kind of badass. I think it's cool. I thought that was super badass. I, would like I was the, like, that looks stupid. It, it looked totally stupid and so unrealistic, but I thought that was such a unique thing to do where you don't see often that they, you know, like the, 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 the stairs are huge. If you've ever yeah. been to like a real yeah. subway, the, a, a car could do that in theory, make it all the way down that staircase. So I was like, yeah, did you even know he was back there? Uh, <laughs> the cat's crawling. I, I, I thought no that was idea. a pretty wild idea of like, imagine being flung just straight down the stairs and making it into the fucking subway area but it, it was all very jason Bourne, you know what i mean yes. once again it, i felt like i was watching Bourne ultimatum and i was like where is matt damon <laughs> he's, he's just in the background yeah, he's, he's in asgard he's, yeah, he's too busy in asgard <laughs> i'm playing matt on a four right damon. now uh, sorry <laughs> go to um, bed <clears throat> go to bed <laughs> good night um I didn't feel these things. Really? I didn't. I didn't feel <laughs> irked by any of the action. I didn't feel like they were separate movies. I just. I was along for the you ride. Along for it. And yeah. you saw this in theaters. Yeah. The big difference where we both watched it on uh, Disney Plus, legitimately. And uh, <laughs> I, I feel like you could literally divide it into two movies, like the first half really? of the movie, literally the first hour. And so the where does it hour. divide when they end up at Rachel Wise's house? When like there's like a helicopter. When the helicopter. I, I would argue once they devise the plan to rescue david harbour and it turns into the whole prison oh, sequence it oh. turn is when i once again it goes from being like a spy right, jason right, Bourne right. movie straight into like fast and furious heavy action explosions that don't make sense happening fucking every why, why is everything exploding yeah. you know it's like one of those things like that's not how explosions work it's not like once there's like several big explosions all of a sudden there was a bigger explosion waiting for all those little explosions it's like I where don't is know. this what, what part scientist? are you talking about the entire prison like the blows ending? up Oh, the, the, the entire prison blows right. up <laughs> for it, no really explainable well, reason. Were they, she was shoots it, a rocket at at one of these ones. Oh, towers, the tower! But that's yeah, the only the thing I can, That's the only thing I could think of where she shoots the watchtower. But I didn't like the other explosions. Um, you so, got to ask a scientist. Yeah, man. exactly. We got to find. We got to <laughs> find can, the science. They're gonna blame all the like uranium or something in Russian air. Yeah. I don't know. I can't wait until the, the Russians cut a lot of corners. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard of Chernobyl? Uh, true. I, what, oh, the prison was Chernobyl. One thing I kind of oh. liked was that they just they got those white, black widow uniforms mm-hmm. to kind of be the and as I, you know I was like calling them the white widows for the whole movie where I watched. I was like, <laughs> look, they're the white widows fighting the black widows now. It's kind of a joke I made, but that is like a good symbolic way to show that they're like the converted widows is even oh, okay, yeah. it. they're the ones who have like been uncorrupted, you know, by Drakov. And I thought that was like an interesting little like symbolic choice of like uniform in my opinion so when we get like the big twist that they've switched places you know what i mean it comes on that much more like surprising because of the uniforms you know what i mean we're just under the impression so um black is bad what what are you gonna what what nonsense are you gonna say no i was just gonna say that's kind of funny because (laughs) i'm talking about everything paul damien the fact that they were wearing the white outfit i was just like oh it's because they're in the snow yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then kenny kenny's like you know the contrast between good and bad (laughs) and i'm like oh shit he's right god damn it okay that wasn't nonsense i'll leave that on the podcast okay um no um i thought rachel wise was gonna be taskmaster like from the get-go really i thought she was gonna be taskmaster which is melena the mom right Mm -hmm. yes and so um before we even like had plans to see this movie i told ashley oh i think 
I think Rachel Wise is going to be Taskmaster. That would have been actually kind of cool. I think so, too. Mm -hmm. And um, Ashley was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I was like, usually Taskmaster is a man, but I think they're going to make her a girl in this one. Oh, so you predicted it pre-even watching the movie. Right. And she she was like, oh, I thought it was a girl this whole time. (laughs) She just assumed that Taskmaster was a girl, even in the comics. It's because of the cheekbones. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's got gorgeous cheekbones. Dude, the fucking mask for the Taskmaster... it's so fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking yeah. snowmobile. I was gonna say it's like a ski mat or you know something yeah. like winter wear as far the whole outfit kind of is because it's like this weird heavy, right? You know, like hoodie and then yeah, just like a weird winter's helmet. If you didn't have the goggles, like the whole like visor part, mm-hmm. it would actually be pretty. You want dope. it to be more like Batman, like a cowl where it like has like the the eyes showing and well because like i mean like, taskmaster has just like mm-hmm. vacant like holes there i think if they had figured out a different way to do the eye portion i think it would have been sick it's just they were definitely trying to get away from the skull imagery because that's a no-go in china and china is one of their biggest box mark box office markets oh. and so in china it's yeah it, they won't show skull imagery in their films interesting and, and so that's that's the, Do you think it's because uh, the skulls equaled uh, the devil? <laughs> I'm sure it's something in their culture. Because there's all kinds of things that they have. There's that's yeah. like a, a China's like a minefield that yeah. Hollywood has to fucking navigate. You know, yeah, so much like, at the time. Uh, the end of oh, what's the latest Star Wars movie? The la- uh, Skywalker. The, yeah, Return yeah, of the Skywalker. Rise, Rise Return of, of the Scar- <laughs> yeah. Scar- Skywalker. <laughs> I can't speak. At the end Return of-, of the Revenge of the Skywalker. Right. You know, part yes. four. Uh, when episode, she rose. Episode nine. Yes. Uh, I, I tried to make a joke by saying an episode number, and I said the right <laughs> one. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there is a gay kiss by two ancillary non-named characters mm. during the celebration in china that shit wasn't there mm-hmm. <laughs> oh really they yeah, cut it out they cut that shit right out <laughs> they believe that um homo like uh, homosexuals mm. I, I was trying to figure out the right term i guess mm-hmm. just lgbt people just mm-hmm. homosexuality yeah. yes yes yeah. lgbt they believe that that is a western phenomenon and not real oh really yes what about all the gay asian people they don't they lock they weld them into their apartment they've watched <laughs> they've watched too much western propaganda china china gets rid of them they're non-existent to china <laughs> right oh my god um anyway so one other thing i really wanted to talk about in this movie because i don't think we got an answer and i was curious mm. where i thought we were going to get like a big plot twist that we didn't end up getting was the antidote to oh, the right. the mind control mm-hmm. where did it come from uh uh, somebody synthesized it. That was a. Good, I thought that was said offhanded. Yes, they, oh. they, See, they I thought it. Melina was going to be the one who created the antidote and was helping cure. So I was kind of bummed out. She was just the opposite end of that, and she was like, "Oh no, I'm the one creating the mind control device, and now watch me torture a pig," which was a little too close to home for me. Someone who's yeah, raised yeah. pigs for several years. <clears throat> I was like, "Let him fucking breathe." <laughs> yeah, that was that was hard to watch, and yeah. I think that that was literally written as a character. Like, to show us the character that, you know, she's very blunt, very mm-hmm. straightforward, very just all numbers, all, you know, mm-hmm. analytics. Yeah, she's you know the science I mean? half of things. And exa- and it came off so much more brutal to that's, me. You that's know the I mean? idea. You know what I mean? It's it's meant to be like, um, we don't know where her alliances mm-hmm. lie. And so that's why I think in the very next fucking huge scene where the helicopters land and Taskmaster's there, mm-hmm. they have them face to face to tell us, the audience, they're not the same person. 
Because I made that prediction and I was definitely wrong. We yeah. had to see them in the same moment at the same time to see they are definitely different people. Yeah. Um, going back to the uh, antidote, though, mm-hmm. I, uh, I think it was more than likely the first girl that we saw, the one that Yelena killed. Right. I think she probably made it. Um, but I thought it was kind of ridiculous towards the end, the way they're like, Hey, this is all the antidote we have. And we got to cure all the black widows. And she's like, I'm going to destroy it over the 10 that are. Well, okay. <laughs> would they mention like, Oh, Melina will need to learn how to reproduce it. And I was like, well, I wish we would have gotten an answer on where it even came from initially. You know, that's just such a weird thing when it was exactly kind of the focal point of the entire movie but we they never get it like one time in passing do they yes they... i would i would challenge to go rewatch and see if they actually mention where it came from because i think we it they just shows like up a rogue black widow uh synthesized it that doesn't make any sense though you know what i mean like why it's... would a black widow have this as random black widow have not only the free will to have done it in the first place you know what i mean like how did she have the free will to create the well, antidote it, was, it could have been somebody from the previous generation like melina I mean, or even so. even Natasha, because Florence Pugh or Yelena says in one part that she w- is a different kind of Black Widow. She, I, was, I was about to say, from what we're, the, I don't know, the context we're given, uh, um, Natasha Romanoff is the only Black Widow to have ever diverged. I don't know. Oh, I think right. they pretty much said that she's the only one who's ever diverged from being an honest widow. We even see that Melina is an honest to God widow up into these right. events. So but it's then like there's also the woman that Florence Pugh literally kills. But once again, I'm assuming she's already been given the antidote, right. and that's why she's True. rebelling. So she can't be the source of it. That's where I'm saying these things don't line up for me to do you that think them. Like she's the one who created it. Okay, if she created, it, how was she free to do so? She would have already had to have been away from any. If she was from an older generation, we can argue that. But then why would she give? a shit about if the older generation the, all of them are still black widows that's my point you know there aren't any of that older generation that have diverged that aren't dead you mm-hmm. know like or if they that we know of. that we know of and then if you don't the, think that there's going to be more black widow i was going to say if that's the case then we should have gotten something of that i don't know that's i guess what bothers me it's like a it's like a i think it's kind of just something that they're gonna keep in their back pocket like so that way later on they could be like it's a it'd be cool if that's what it was i feel like it was just lazy writing i guess is what i get at the end of the day i think they can turn around and use that later on as an excuse like oh we intentionally didn't mention it but it was just like something that kind of got forgotten to put in there or got cut you know yeah because that's also i'm sure there's plenty of this movie that got left on the cutting room floor yeah but yeah they they mention it like one time in passing it's very very brief i'm literally gonna go watch the movie again just (laughs) prove me wrong do it um i don't think it's for a second (laughs) You don't, yeah. think, you don't think it matters, but yeah. I don't know. It's Fair like one of those things that just drives me nuts because it is, once again, our focal point for the whole movie. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the thing that matters and it just so aggressively comes into the story, which is just, oh, we killed this Black Widow. And she's like, here, take this. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is the mission now. You know? I mean, Florence Pugh is definitely going to have another go at this character. I think that there should be another movie. and She did a great job. I, I wouldn't doubt that Rachel Wise and fucking You think it'll be a Red movie Guardian, and not a series? Yeah, I think it'll be a movie. Because I don't know. I think Are the would... series good? Uh, like, I like, I'm really enjoying Loki. I haven't caught up. So, I'm really enjoying it. I don't, I'm not going to have any spoilers. Right. I'm no. really enjoying it. The one thing I can say that the series, I think, have a better job, or at least I think they it could be better for... Yelena's story as a Black Widow is that spy stories can have be so smaller. much. Yeah, well, yeah, they well they have so much more 
like nuances or like little moments that matter that I think could be stretched out a little bit to where mm-hmm. if you had to cram that story into two hours, you're going to like not do the character justice in like the way that they can be a spy. I think they could do a better spy story in six hours than they could in two. You know what I mean? I guess is what I would get at. And I think we could get a really cool like Black Widow, Jason, like very Jason Bourne spy series if they did it right. You know, they could do like very Tom Clancy in a way. And I think it could really work. I think it is going to be a series. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, so the series all she feel might like, not even matter and it might just be Hawkeye. Sorry. No. Yeah. It, it's it, I just feel like this. The series are all half steps like you were complaining about. Like, look at what we're building towards. And then the movies are here's the whole focal point that we're trying to tell. I'm done with the series. Like, I'm going to watch them all because they're all part of the fucking MCU. But it just it it it's crazy to me that that like I. They're like filler episodes. Yeah, it's we, all okay. it's it's all just he, here's another goofy thing that's leading towards this other thing. Mm-hmm. Here's another thing that's leading, and it just like if you look at this movie versus Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I feel like this movie did everything right that Falcon and the Winter Soldier did wrong. I could agree with that, mm-hmm. and I just I I I can't believe that they're it, they're they're uh, figuring out that this could be an option. The series, like, mm-hmm. why would they do this? I why stretch out a story that you can tell in two hours into six hours and fill it with a bunch of fucking Zemo dancing? And like, I feel like the Zemo <laughs> yeah. dance is a more of a betrayal to a character than the fucking Taskmaster being Antonia. I agree with that wholeheartedly yeah. <laughs> too. I hated Zemo dancing, and I, Baron Zemo was my least favorite thing about Falcon Winter Soldier for the same reason. I would complain about any. Like, I don't understand why they take these marvel villains and like castrate them a little bit you know what i mean or just like are like ah we're just gonna make them a lesser version of themselves i mean the mandarin is such a beautiful example of that which was literally i mean the mandarin's a big i mean is a big baddie in the marvel universe to an extent you know what i mean i mean he's a powerful guy you know you can are you can you know yeah but his only good stories are in like two and they're all all iron man focused Mm -hmm. so why not throw it away in an iron man movie when we know there's not going to be an iron man four you know what i mean and so it's cool that he's actually going to get his redemption in shang chi Mm -hmm. um i find that very interesting i think they're going to end up doing the same thing with taskmaster and look who's Mm -hmm. under it it could be fucking you know somebody who left the mcu four years ago what if jeremy renner comes back as taskmaster Mm -hmm. four years from now you know what i mean it's just it there's so much more potential that people always think that like oh this is the only time we're ever going to see this and mm-hmm. it sucks Wait, how would they how do you think they could use the taskmaster moving forward from this that you would actually like enjoy like who could she go up against well, positively go or negatively so taskmaster isn't a black widow villain yeah that's exactly why so it, it doesn't have to be yelena it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be the red guardian it could be anyone anywhere and I think Taskmaster would be cool up against Shang-Chi and Iron Fist, where instead of using guns and bows and arrows and shields and shit, he's just fucking fighting Mm -hmm. them. You know, there's so much potential all the time, and they prove to us over and over again that they will just use a character and change them however they want. And I, I just think that I'm more focused on how can they tell me a nice, clean story. And I think the Black Widow was that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I I genuinely think that um, Taskmaster is going to go after um, Ronan next. Oh. And the reason is because at the end... Taskmaster will be in the Hawkeye show? You think she's working for Valentina? Well, Yelena. Oh, Yelena. Yelena. Oh, you think she's working alongside Elena? Because at the end of the movie, um, one of them's sitting over uh, Antonia. Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, don't worry, we're going to take her with us. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And so they do take her with them. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe they give her that would be cool. somewhat of a normal life and they just continue training together. For Imagine seeing those cool ass costumes going up against 2025 <laughs> widows. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, widows. And that's the thing. Um, obviously, um, they're building like the Dark Avengers mm-hmm. and Madam Hydra's putting up, putting together this team. I already like the team we got. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so far we have two confirmed characters. John Walker is Captain America and Yelena is Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And there's and Loki's probably going to be in it too. Uh, do you think so? I think I think it's going to lead there in the next season or something. Um well because I'm not caught up in Loki, so I don't uh, I don't know if well, there's any hints of that. It, it, there's no, no hints of that. Okay. That's just conjecture. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to put it up to you guys. Yeah. If you had to either insert characters from the comics to be the replacements of the original <sighs> Avengers movie characters, the 2012 Avengers, mm-hmm. who would you interject or pull from existing characters? Because, like, Abomination could be Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have any ideas? See, I'm convinced Casey Lang is going to end up being oh. – is going to become relevant or she'll probably – that's the moment I was like, I bet she'll end up being, like – the Ant-Man of the Dark Avengers or something else. That's uh, interesting because, no, I think she's going to be on the Young Avengers. Oh, really? Well, because she's a Young Avenger. Yeah, she's younger. Yeah. I was, I mean, this was something I was thinking about literally at the end of watching Black Widow. I was like, God, who else are they going to pull? Because I'm convinced they're going to try to do exactly that. Pull characters we've already seen, you know what I mean? And then, and just place them into these positions rather than just bring in all new characters and be like, this is who they are now, you know? Like straight up, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to push peter parker into the iron man role and we just get the iron spider by the end of you know like it's just gonna be weird where they choose to pick these next few characters from you know what i mean because we don't have it'll have a lot for them to choose from you know so they either have to go just out in the wilds of it or pick very specific characters like yeah casey lang you know i think i i want to try and make like because i think Mm -hmm. It's doing like a very pure one to one of 2012's Avengers, which mm-hmm. was just Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow, and, and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Oh, and we're getting so, Kate Bishop. So we're talking yeah. about six characters, right? And I don't think Kate Bishop would do it. I think Kate Bishop and uh, Cassie Lang are Cassie, going to be sorry. are going to be Young Avengers for sure. I think they're going to be on the team with Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel will be a Young Avenger for the first time ever. And Kid Loki. And Kid Loki, because I I made this hypothesis a long time ago that kid loki was going to be the only loki mm-hmm. making it out of well, loki and i'm i'm con- well i think him and loki maybe really yeah i think tom hiddleston's done you think he's done after I think, well i think he won't maybe be in the mcu movies after this but i don't think he's dead by the end no, of no yeah i, guess I don't think he'll point. die i think they'll pay him a million dollars to make an appearance in secret wars or something in <laughs> yeah. 2025 or some bullshit true or now that the COVID happened. 2026. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who knows? 2034. Yeah, yeah 2034. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, I mean, what do you guys think? Do I, you... Well, I'm, I'm like, I can only really think of three characters that I would really like them to be in the Avengers, um, like in the MCU. And that would be definitely Spider-Man. Okay. Um, Wolverine. Yeah. And The Thing. Oh, God. I mean, you're speaking directly to my heart. You went across the board, too. <laughs> Spider-Man, X-Men, and then Fantastic that would, Four. That would be fucking beautiful. If I they agree. Were in the Avengers. Because they, they could do so many stories. Mm-hmm. They do so much. I just yeah. want Ben Grimm to be done right. You know what I mean? I uh-huh. just want to see the thing animated you know, in a way that is pleasing to the oh, eyeball. You know true, what I mean? Yeah. Is what I'm getting but at. Michael like, Chiklis is... 
uh, he did a pretty good no. thing. And with the practical <laughs> effects, the original, the, the original first one, one. Yeah. not okay. the Roger Corman one, for the abandoned '90s movie, no. and but if, the 2000s. And if one. anything, the practical effects in that movie, I can like find sentiment towards. You know what I mean? Like I, I still, I think that's one of the things I do like. I just. He's still very hard to look at since I am watching that movie. He looks like a Ninja Turtle for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I was just wondering if you guys thought, because my idea was if they're going to bring Charlie Cox back and to be in, the rumors are right now he's in Spider-Man 3. I know. He's in She-Hulk and he's going to be in Secret, what is it called? Secret Invasion, Mm -hmm. which is the Skrulls whole shit. Um, If they can bring him back, why not get poindexter to be hawkeye and like in the comic books bullseye is hawkeye and then abomination is hulk we have our black widow and mm-hmm. our our uh captain america who could be iron man would it be justin hammer from iron man see, 2? that would be a good one yeah and then and i would love to see sam rockwell come back and realize that role what if they do um they do iron patriot and it's oh, um, and it's Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn. Well, oh, we haven't be... had Norman Osborn before, you know. But that would be Why an easy not? way to pull him in. I know, but at the same time, it's like, where was he this whole time? If he's that such an influence, you know, in Brazil or some yeah, shit. Sure. Who knows? Um, <laughs> a sabbatical. I just thought of somebody else that I would like in the Avengers, which would be Iron Fist, done right. Yeah. Would yeah. you want um, the actor to come back? What's his fucking name? Mm, um, I. He wasn't I, that bad, but I, I would He's want not a bad else. actor. Yeah, I would if, want somebody else to be Iron Fist. I can't think of anybody. Well, what if like, Shang-Chi became the Iron Fist? That would be fine. <clears throat> See, and I love the fine. casting for the Netflix series. That. I'm not going to lie. I'm, yeah, I, think, I, like I thought all, all of them were spot on, you know. I, I enjoy and Well, even like the Electra casting and, yeah. and Kingpin and some of the oh, B castings yeah. I think were fantastic. Bullseye was casted yeah. well. Stick. Yeah. Like exactly. See Colleen point, Wing. To Misty see Poindexter Knight. come back would be amazing. Can you imagine to see him like in a Hawkeye role and actually oh, have that, that actor in, so a, in a bigger sick. position? Because oh, be I thought he's probably the one of the best things about the third season of Daredevil. Did you ever even finish it? Yes. No, yeah. We talked about it yeah, on I'm Daredevil sure. Born Again. Right. <laughs> what, what was his? What was the actor's name that played Daredevil? Played Matt Murdock. Charlie Cox. Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox. That's oh, what okay. I'm like. That's he said thing. Charlie Cox is coming back, and I was like, because I okay, yeah, I could totally. I would love to see him. More. If they recast Daredevil, that'll genuinely be a bummer I, for me. I don't think they are. I think I believe every single rumor that's happening right now. He did such a good job. I can't see them recasting. Well, it. I, and well, he's so beloved too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I, I kind of filled out the rest of the team. We don't have the Asgardian. Seeing that, and a, there's no way that Jane Foster would ever be d- be dark of it. Quote, yeah, evil. evil. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she would see right through the bullshit. I guess is even my point. You know what I mean? There wouldn't be anything she would ever like get tricked into unless she was being truly manipulated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like do it blackmailed. I guess is even what I mean. Would, could so. you see Sylvie being the and Asgardian? That's exactly film? what I was about to get oh, at. Yeah. I am. I was. Am, I was amazed that um, they gave us Sylvie's name. I mean, you haven't caught up on no, Loki, but you knew up. enough to know that, I guess. So mm-hmm. I was amazed they gave us her name so early on because we were meant, I mean, they just basically verified she is the Enchantress and kind of like consolidated those characters into one I'm person. Fine with it. You're cool with that? Yeah. I'm fine with it. I just thought it was an incredibly interesting choice to basically be like, she's just, she's, she is her own character, but she's just a, a variant of him, you know? Right. So is, um, is Scarlet Witch going to be a part of the Dark Avengers? Um, Probably not. I think she'll be dealt with in Doctor Strange and whatever comes oh, post yeah. that. And she's gonna they're like, your job. She's going to basically bring on whatever everybody's going to be dealing with in this next phase. You gotcha. know, right? She's going to be the problem starter. Um, 
So, I mean, my hypothesis is that we're going to get both Dark Avengers and Young Avengers, mm-hmm. and they'll be going up against each other. But I think there's I, there's no way Sylvie's going to be done with Loki. I have to believe I she's going to be continued on. So I was going to say, I believe she'll probably be the Asgardian. I think her and Kid Loki will be the two characters we pull from Loki. Right. Even I, I And I think we might not even... Kid Loki's in, maybe even to me, I and Sylvie's the definite, in my opinion. And she will have... She's like, you know, she's she's like such a fresh character and exactly a way to keep that trickster that everybody loves in like a fresh, new, beautiful face. There you go. It yeah. works out. Good job, <clears throat> MCU. You're smart. And then, I mean, um, the Masters of Evil, which is Zemo's team, uh-huh. he has Enchantress on his team. So maybe that'll be a thing. Who knows? I'm. Who do you think he would have on his team? He's going to bring Ultron back? No. Ultron's <laughs> his own thing. I think he would have... Yeah, Ultron would never work with a human. Just... It would be sick to finally see Absorbing Man in the MCU done right. Because we saw him in the S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. show. And it was very one time and that's about it. Um, I don't know. It's... Oh. What was that? It was a cat? Okay. <laughs> I just... I can't believe that they're doing so much with the MCU. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that we're doing Shang-Chi and Dark Avengers and Young Avengers and... There's just so much going on. I can't believe, and eventually, Fantastic Four and Blade. It's oh, just like dude. the fact that Marvel is essentially taking over pop culture. Isn't yeah, it? You know, something we you know we mentioned on the di- kind of the differences we feel in nerd and pop culture, and I definitely think it leans mm. pop and the fact that it pretty much is the the dominating force. I mean, yeah. I feel like it was kind of Star Wars for like yeah. the earlier two thousands, especially due to mm. the prequels and then the hype of the newer movies coming out. But now, like post Endgame, I feel like Marvel is just like. The thing Flooding that, you know, market. it is, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just oversaturated in the sense exactly that it's just like, they're like, fuck it, we're putting Everything. all our cards on this one, into this one, you know, so I think, I feel like Disney's putting more focus into Marvel and Star Wars than they are into their own projects a little bit right mm-hmm. now, you know, especially because that. Pixar movies are going straight onto mm-hmm. Disney Plus. It That blows my mind. And we're still getting one a year, you yeah. know, and we're, we're getting what three marvel movies a year plus two limited series or more you know it's like I think crazy the, the series are more there's gonna be yeah. four four and by the end of the year that's crazy i'm enjoying it i'm, I'm enjoying it <laughs> i'm glad i, I mean it's, it's like we're complaining and it's like made for us recently like there's, from everything really interesting well i guess I do you think like it's COVID. a result of covid yeah no definitely yeah and i think everybody's just like hey we had all these ideas but we had to stop for a year so we're just gonna pump them out yeah. And, and you know what's funny is I would actually blame COVID on why I feel like anime has also taken like yeah. <laughs> a huge explosive oh, diarrhea. Yeah, I mean just all over the place. It's it's it now. You my know, and favorite I favorite anime is on a hiatus. What's that, Black Clover? Yeah. That's my favorite anime right now. I don't have a favorite anime. They're all good. All the ones I've watched are good for different reasons. Honestly um naruto that's yeah. just my go-to anime at the moment is what I mean. ian's favorite anime is uh, uh that one yeah uh cowboy bebop um bad boy keep up <laughs> <laughs> uh the red guardian arm wrestles a giant man and oh yeah we're talking about black widow the in the in the the uh mm-hmm. prison prison yes that is he refers to him as ursa that is ursa major he is part of the red guard he is their hulk he turns into a bear Oh. Oh. And then the Crimson Dynamo is the Iron Man of the team. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I knew the name. Yeah. We, were, we were talking about it in that the break. <laughs> How did you feel about um, the Red Guardian uh, singing? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, thought it, yeah. I thought it was cute. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I I was having a hard time following along like the melody and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's so rough. Yeah. But I was like like half singing it with yeah. him. Like I like how the first time we see uh the main bad guy, what's his name? Drakov. Uh, Drakov. Yeah. It, it's back in the nineties and he's wearing a tracksuit with a big ass mustache yeah. and sunglasses. <laughs> classic bad guy. Yeah. Classic classic cla- Russian mobster. Yeah. <laughs> the tracksuit Dracula mm-hmm. right there. Um, <laughs> that's a good band name too. That's I, that's from Hawkeye. That's Is from it? the show or tra- from the comic book Hawk, Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. Said tracksuit Dracula. Yeah, that's what those oh, Russian yeah, guys were no. called. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, this, and they're uh, gonna be in. That? They're gonna be in the Hawkeye show. We'll read that. We need to read Matt Fraction's oh, Hawkeye shit. when Hawkeye comes around. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's sure. what we'll save that for. But that's such a great read. It is. You'd love that shit. I agree. Yeah. Paul Damien would love Hawkeye. Um, Ending notes. Does anyone want to say anything before we have our guest come on? <laughs> We're having another guest. It's yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's actually technically our first guest because this episode comes out before the next next episode. Ronan Island. That's really meant. Yeah, oh. that's what I meant. We're having a guest. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Do Do you guys have any ending remarks about Black Widow? Oh, do we want to grade it before our guest comes on? Oh, duh. Yeah, down? we need to grade it. We grade all these fucking movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me pull up the notes app. God, I almost feel like Marvel movies belong, like, almost deserve their own grading Yeah, because it's hard you know? to yeah. grade it legitimately next to, to other films. Like, like actual film, yeah. yeah. Like, like, in a Marvel movie setting, this is what I grade it, versus, like, a movie in general. Yeah, kind of. I See, I just grade everything about how much I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, all right, let me see. PD, what do you grade this movie? I'll give it a 3.8. Ooh, damn. Yeah. Very good. I, like I said, I actually really enjoyed the movie. Um, they're, like, it, they're, obviously there's issues with plot, but that's not, I I can't speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a fun ride. Yeah, it, it was really fun. I, I really enjoyed, like I said, all the comic relief. Um, and it was a full, flushed out story. Yeah. You know, they hit every aspect that you can tell that they wanted to hit to make the movie a whole right and Um, for natasha it had a definite ending because we know her fate yeah we know she's dead for sure (laughs) so it's 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 a cool like kind of prequel-esque movie um but at the same time it's like a uh, also kind of a cool lead-up movie because you know what's going to come afterwards right so funny enough i was also going to say 3.8 badass um, yeah so uh, for me this movie at the end of the day kind of like what he's saying is it's it reads or it watches very much like a comic book i feel like this is literally like black widow you know pre civil war you know uh, and that's what i'm literally watching you know um or like as if i was reading it in the time period and so that's what i really can take away from this is it's like a nice standalone cohesive flushed out Black Widow story that, I mean, you could watch completely on its own and get what you need out of it. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's also a great stepping stone between its two movies at the same time. Like, it fits to where if you were doing the full, what, now 29 movie binge, it it cohesively yeah, would fit right, in. right into that space and leave you like, okay, I'm prepared for the next movie from where this one's leaving me off. So, even more so than like, you know, Rogue One does to... A New Hope. You right. Know I mean, no, I think this sure. is a much cleaner transitional film, you know, to keep to go along into the franchise. So it's funny. It's good. They did what they did. And I enjoyed it. You know, will I rewatch it a million times? Probably not. But <laughs> I can't say I've watched any of the Marvel movies that many times. Um, what is a movie that you would watch 
I was going to say, well, and I was about, my question that just came to my mind is what Marvel movie do y'all think you've seen the most? Oh, that's a good one. Probably uh, Iron Man because of so, my little brothers. Yeah. Well, okay. That's, yeah, that's kind of a cheat. One yeah. and two. Yeah. Um, I give this movie a 3.8 as well. Just real quick. Um, I, I might as well match it all. And I agree with that grading. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a good movie. It does exactly what it needs to do. And it tells a great story with Natasha as the focal point for mm-hmm. the first time ever. And that's mm-hmm. great. And that's really all we needed. Mm-hmm. And if, if we get more, uh, obviously not with Natasha, but... You know, all the characters it introduced in this movie were great. I hope they lean into the spy. That's what I hope yes. for it's for the future of the Black Widow ideology is that I really want them to lean into the more spy concept of them. I want to see the uh, espionage and, you know, the like infiltrating of governments and things like that, because that could be a really sick way that Marvel could do something they haven't done yet. You know, I would love for there um, to be more stuff with the Red Guardian, but... He's just such a side character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't see David Harbour do returning. For him. I think he will, and it'll be for, if it's a series, an episode of Florence Pugh's yeah. Black Widow. Oh, or yes. In That's the what show. I was thinking. Like like I said, he's a side character, so he can't have a whole story or movie about right. him unless you go back in time and just have a prequel. Yeah, you there's know? no way oh, with it would the de aging that they did was fucking good. But anyway, yes. go on. I was just going to say, there's no way it would ever happen, but I'd just love a moment where he comes up to like old man Captain America, you know, <laughs> and it's just like, this is my opponent. You know, like, this is a man that <laughs> I would love to see him fight yet. John Walker. Or, like, that would yeah. be sick. Like um, somehow John Walker went back to the eighties in time. You know, that's who <laughs> no, they just fought. fight now yeah. with like gold teeth, yeah, kidding, yeah. red red guardian. Um, uh, I found his actual suit um, to irk me just a tad. The because, red guardians. Yeah, because it's obviously based on Captain America's modern real day oh, suit yeah. today, mm-hmm. and that didn't exist um at in the 80s mm-hmm. so I, I just find that kind of weird they should have made it lean more into the comic book suit It'd where he kind of like a, a weird mohawk yeah. uh, he has like a a bump right on the front of his head that kind of looks like a mohawk it mm-hmm. looks cool um uh but yeah that's it our uh, guest yeah our guest let's bring him on it is you've had him on hold for a while it, yeah so dr phil it's oh. dr phil mcgraw um hi how are you doing there uh do you want to go ahead and tell us about your thoughts on black widow i thought black widow was fucking scary like holy shit that's a whole lot of deadly scary ass women i'm scared of my wife being a secret black widow i hate for her to kill me in my sleep that would suck full ass the whole full ass <laughs> okay <laughs> did you enjoy the movie at least or fuck no <laughs> Okay. Wow. Wow. Um, did how did you feel about the Red Guardian? Did you think he was a good character? Hot high, yes. Okay, that's cool. At least he liked the Red Guardian. Um, what about uh, how did you feel about all the guns and stuff? Did you think they were cool? No, absolutely not. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, dang. So you're anti-gun. Yeah. Fight no. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, well. Phil. <laughs> Does anyone have any other questions for Dr. Phil before I hang up? I, I think we're fine. Okay. Thanks, Phil, for being on the show. <laughs> That's crazy to ask me that question. Okay. You're, How dare you? Okay. Phil, Phil. Get, get off the phone. Okay. Bye. Bye, Phil. Okay. All right. So that was Dr. Phil. He's old. <laughs> he is old. He's guy's losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram. That's in our description notes. Um, what are we watching next, next week? Next week we're doing The Sound of Metal. Ooh, that's going to be fun. That, I mean, not literally fun. No, but we're going back be, into the sad ones. 
It's going to be a good one. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I already said that. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to say? Just uh, thank, yeah, thank you all so much, as Ian just said. And uh, <laughs> next week we'll be doing Sound of Metal. So we will uh, see you then, or we will see you on another time. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Ladies on the menje. Mm-hmm.